Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always get us on the free Odyssey app. You can watch us live on YouTube. Don't forget Morning Mystery Movie Clip at 920. John Brazier from the Phillies as the Phillies begin their playoffs tonight against the Miami Marlins. And if you missed any of the show earlier today, including Trump on trial in New York City and any of the other stuff that we discussed with Matt Gates, Kevin McCarthy, and things of that nature, you can get it on the free Odyssey app with the Rewind feature. But right now, we need to welcome in our next guest of the morning. His name is Sean Farage. He is labeled Captain Deplorable, and he is the host of Ungoverned on LFA TV and Rumble. He's a constitutional conservative, and much like me, he left the Northeast for Nashville, Tennessee. The only difference is I came back to Philadelphia, and he's still down in Nashville, and he does a great Donald Trump impression. And I would say in a market full of people trying to imitate Donald Trump, nobody does it better than this guy, and he's got a massive following on social media, and he's with us this morning. Mr. President, thank you for a few minutes. I know you got a busy trial coming up later today. We do appreciate you joining us on Kale and & Company. And the trial is totally rigged. Thank you so much for having me. You know, uh, we don't... I didn't do too well in Philadelphia, although that's what they say. They say I didn't do too well in Philly. They call it the city of brotherly love, but they don't love this brother. It's unfortunate. Uh, but we're going to do better the second time. We're going to do better uh, another time. We're going to keep it happening. Uh, you know, the biggest problem with Philly, I can tell you this, I'm from New York, and it's a nice city, but uh, Philadelphia broke the Liberty Bell. You know that. They broke <laughs> the Liberty Bell. They broke it, and a lot of people think they broke it on purpose. Somebody got upset. The Eagles were probably losing, or as John Fetterman said, the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. The Eagles. They broke the bell. Yeah. They broke the bell. And uh, so we're going to, when we make America great again, we're actually going to fix the bell. That's going to be one of our promises, okay? Yeah. Well, Mr. President, uh, we all saw the stunt that squad dem Jamal Bowman, uh, Bowman pulled over the weekend and literally pulling a fire alarm on Capitol Hill and then offering one of the weakest and lamest excuses of all time. I mean, would you classify this as a threat to democracy for our once great nation? This is the greatest attack on our country since the Civil War, and it's an attack bigger than Chris Christie on a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. You know what I'm talking about? That's a big attack. If you've ever seen Alvin Bragg, he attacks Twinkies like that. If you've ever seen Rosie O'Donnell, she attacks ringdings, you know about <laughs> ringdings, like that. And Jamal Bowman attacked a country like that, pulled the fire alarm, and then he has the nerve to say, he has the nerve to say he thought it was going to open the door. I've never seen that before, never heard that before. So he needs to be held accountable. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, he's a disgrace. And one of the problems with New York, he's a terrible guy, uh, but he never should have done that. He never should have done that. You know, it's great to have you on, Mr. President. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're not, you can get there right now, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT, and see the 45th President of the United States live with us here uh, on Kale & Company. You're in New York City again, day two of your civil court case, as Letitia James is prosecuting you. Why do you think so many judges, prosecutors, the left, and mainstream media are so obsessed with you and their Trump derangement syndrome? Well, you know, it's because I'm really good looking, quite frankly. That's the first, first problem is that I look beautiful all the time. I've got this great hair. I've got a lot of money. Everybody wants a little bit of it. And uh, so they're coming after me. 
But I'm also the only person who's going to dismantle the deep state. It's going to be dismantled. It's going to be absolutely dismantled and taken apart like a folding chair when Oprah sits in it, okay? She sits down and it goes all over the place. And there's going to be pieces of it everywhere. We're going to clean it up. We're going to clean it up. And then we're going to discard it. Uh, but that's what's going to happen. And that's why they don't like me. They don't like me because I'm the only person fighting. Remember, I say... They are not indicting me. They're indicting you. I'm in the way. And I'm going to continue to be in the way. I'm going to be in the way like Rosie O'Donnell oh, in no. the aisle of an airplane. You know, you can't get through. You have to get to the bathroom. She's standing there clogging it up. It's like, what are you doing? So I'm standing in the way of the deep state and you. That's what we're doing. You know, you've been a stage presence for many decades now. And it seems to me that when you finish a speech on the stage, you either go to the left or you go to the right, and you exit stage left or right with no issues, yet your rival, Joe Biden, after 40-plus years, still can't figure out which, uh, which exit to go with from the stage, left or right. Can you explain the confusion yeah. that 46 is currently going through? Well, we used to call him Sleepy Joe, and now we call him Crooked Joe, because uh, we used to call Hillary Clinton... Crooked Hillary, and then I realized people who say bad things about Hillary wind up dead. I don't want to do that. So we have, uh, we look at Crooked Joe, you look at him, and there's one word that comes to mind. It's called dementia, and it's sad. It's very sad because he has no idea where to go. You know, they give you a card. I never needed it, but they gave it to me. And they give you a card. It tells you which way to go. It's like the game Monopoly. Pasco, collect $200. He's going the opposite direction. It's incredible. He's tripping over sandbags. He's tripping and falling. The only person I've ever seen fall up a flight of stairs. How do you do that? I don't know. But he did that. And it was remarkable. Not once, not twice, but three times. Fell off a bike. Tripped over a sandbag. Uh, did something in front of the Pope you're not supposed to do. You know, lost control. That's all we'll say. But uh, it's terrible to see that. Never would have happened if I were your president. Yep. No question. Donald Trump joining us here on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, Mr. Trump, everywhere you go for a rally or a speech, massive crowds are sure to follow. And many times after you're done, you stop by a local eatery, a fast food chain, or a restaurant, and you feed the people, and you shake hands, and you kiss babies, and you slap backs. You know, if, if you, Mr. Trump, were asked to give maybe a Mount Rushmore of your four favorite foods or treats or eateries, what would they be and why? Well, number one, of course, would be McDonald's, the Golden Arches. You know how much I love gold. It's incredible. I built the arches with my own two hands. And I have to say, uh, I would say the Big Mac. I call it a big, beautiful Big Mac. We've done that before. It's incredible. We have the Freedom Fries. They used to call them French fries. They're Freedom Fries. Now, beautiful McNuggets. And the Dr. Pepper. And let me just tell you about McDonald's. When I'm your president, the ice cream machine is going to work again. Believe me, that's what's going to happen. So I'd start with McDonald's. That's number one. I would look at uh, probably Patsy's in Harlem, New York City. Beautiful pizza, wonderful pizza. Then you have L&B's from Oney Gardens. Those are also a great place. It's in Brooklyn. Uh, and last but not least, I would have to go with Taco Bell. It's a beautiful place. I love the, because you know how much I love the Hispanics. I love the quesadillas. They're beautiful. Uh, you know, yeah, you have to take that. The quesadillas and the tacos. You heard Crooked Joe's wife. Jill Biden calls Spanish people tacos. I'd never do that. I call them bad hombres because they're not good people, some of them, but I would never call them tacos. So we would say McDonald's. There's two pizza places in the middle. 
and then Taco Bell, beautiful food. All right, very good. And speaking of foods, you know, in Philadelphia, we had looting and rioting, yeah. and it was spearheaded by a 21-year-old lady last week named Meatball. Uh, she was arrested, hit with six felonies. She's crying in her mugshot, and she has since then taken that mugshot to sell merchandise, and uh, the ultimate capitalist that she is, she's trying to make a buck or two. Uh, not sure if you've seen that mugshot, and also how you might compare and contrast your mugshot Shot, which is a very infamous image, to our, our local hero in Philadelphia who goes by the name of Meatball. Well, I have to tell you this, Nick, because my mugshot's not infamous, it's just famous, okay? They call it the, they call it the Mona Lisa of mugshots. It's beautiful. You know, you have the Mona Lisa, and now you have this beautiful mugshot, the modern day. It's a modern day Mona Lisa. It really is incredible. They're going to be hanging it in these museums the Metropolitan Museum of Modern Art. It's going to be hanging there, beautiful mugshot. But you see Meatball in Philadelphia, and I'm not talking about the sanctimonious. A lot of people call him Meatball, too. <laughs> We're talking about this Meatball. She was saying in the video, everybody gets to eat. I looked at her. I said, you don't need to eat, sweetheart. You need to go on a diet. Let me just tell you that. And she was in the picture and in the mugshot crying. Unbelievable. You're crying. And they were not tears of joy. They were tears of sadness because she screwed up and she was arrested and she should have been arrested. And now she has the mugshot. She's selling it. Not a chance. If you have NFTs, they call them NFTs. These are crypto. It's a beautiful market. You have my NFT would be going, as they say, to the moon. Hers would be going straight to zero into the ground. Mine goes up, <laughs> up, up like a rocket ship. And she's trying to raise money over it. Actually, next time, Meatball, the next time there's a place that you want to loot in Philadelphia, maybe don't do it on TikTok. It's an app from China. <laughs> it's a terrible place to be. Uh, but you're crying in your mugshot. What a disgrace. Everybody gets to eat. Sweetheart, let me just tell you something. Weight Watchers, believe me. That's not right. Mr. President, real fast, what, what, is your, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Vice President Kamala Harris? Well, I think she's hilarious. Maybe that's why she's laughing all the time. I think she's an incompetent buffoon. You know, she was polling at zero. I never polled that low. She's polling lower than AOC's IQ, which is incredible because her IQ is close to zero. And somehow Kamala is underneath that, is polling below zero. She actually has negative poll numbers. I've never heard of that before. It's incredible. Uh, but she's disgusting. And, uh, you know, it both... Inside and out, by the way, both inside. Just ask Montel Williams; he'll tell you all about it. Okay? Oh. <laughs> but you look at that. You look at she's a terrible vice, and Mike Mike Pence was a horrible vice president. I made a big mistake. She's worse than Mike Pence. I'm wow. surprised the fly didn't land at her. It didn't land on her. You know how much they're attracted to garbage. You know that. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Trump. And by the way, for those that might be slightly confused, uh, we are not actually speaking to the 45th president of the United States, <laughs> the great Sean Farrash is with us doing Woo! his Trump impersonation. Sean, i got to ask you just a couple of questions. Uh, how long have you been doing the impersonations? And really, you know, what, what did it take for you to get to this level? And actually, what made you go down this road? So that's a question everybody asks me when they, first of all, thanks for having me on, Nick and team. It's just, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I always, I always love having fun. If you can't tell, I like to make fat jokes. This so, <laughs> 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 is something I do. Uh, you know, it's, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's always, it's low hanging fruit, I guess, with all the criticism. But, um, you know, the, it started, I was selling direct TV. It started and I was, um, uh, at a work event, we were bowling, and some guy throws a strike, and I thought, it was a beautiful throw, I have to tell you that. The pins <laughs> were going everywhere. And the guy goes, wow, 
you know, that was that sounds like Trump. So I started doing it the rest of the night. Everybody I worked with wound up hating me afterwards because I just wouldn't stop. But I used it when I was selling these packages. They're all oh, going to get Fox News. It was in election time on 2015, 2016. And I would I would go right into character, like in the middle of the sales pitch and people would be cracking up and I would, I would sell off of it. So it was really nice. Um but it took years. I mean, I started this movement on Long Island with uh, a couple of people over there. It's called the Loud Majority. Back in the 2020 election cycle, we were running Trump rallies all over New York State, specifically on Long Island. 10,000, 20,000 cars. We shut down Fifth Avenue with trucks. And so a friend of mine through that came up and said, you know, you need to go on TikTok. And I said, it's not going to happen. It's from China. We don't do China. We don't like China. He said... He said, nobody's been tougher on China than I have. So it's, uh, you know, so he said, no, you got to do it, that your, your impersonation is going to go viral on there. And so I went on, and, and sure enough, it went on. I did, I went viral, and I did this uh, remix of Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham back when the left was trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. I said, we do not like Green Eggs and Ham. We do not like them, Lindsey Graham. I will not eat them with the senator from South Carolina or with the virus made from China. I will not eat them with Mitch McConnell or that horrible person, Rosie O'Donnell. I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. So I did the whole thing, and it started blowing up. And then I was just doing Trump voices, you know, doing different things. GPS was the one that really went, you need to make a left. And if you find Bernie Sanders, you've gone too far left, then you lost for reref. You know, and it was like, you know, all of these different things. That just then I started going through drive-throughs like Trump, and it, now it turned into to what it is. So uh, it took a few years to get it to the level that it's at. But um, I've always been like a kind of class clown entertainer. I went to school for radio type of deal. So uh, voiceovers and all this type of stuff has always been something that interests me. So it kind of just came naturally after a while. Well, you definitely have it figured <laughs> out, and I know you obviously you do a show yourself uh, talking about these issues that we talk about. You're on Rumble. Uh, your thoughts, impressions, and takeaways yesterday legitimately with the judge uh, in the trial for Trump taking his glasses off, smiling for the camera. I mean, are we getting really a kind of like a little bit of a spoiler here as to what's going to play out in Georgia with this thing being televised live on television? Yeah, I think, uh, obviously, first of all, and this works for both sides, anywhere Trump goes, there's cameras and it's going to be a production. That's just the way Donald Trump is. It's the way he's always been, The Apprentice, it's WWE, like that's just the way he's always been. And that's a, it's a good thing, I guess, because it gets us to kind of see a little bit further into, uh, into these cases and, and into what's happening. But the fact that you have a judge that's supposed to be biased, is sitting there laughing and hamming it up for the cameras, that's disgusting. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, ultimately, once it gets out of that court, it's, you know, you're probably going to get some sort of either conviction or Trump's going to lose the case in this one. Then they're going to appeal it. And obviously yesterday, I think the information came out that 80% of the case has been tossed because the statute of limitations, the judge conceded the statute of limitations is already up on most of the case. So, uh, you know, so, so that's working in Trump's favor. But, you know, going into 2024, it, it's going to complicate things. I mean, you obviously have the four, the, the four big indictments that the Twinkies case in New York with Alvin Bragg, the Georgia case with Fannie Willis. I don't know why everybody who indicts Donald Trump has to be at least 300 pounds, but that's something else that we have to look at. Um, but then you have, you know, Jack Smith in, in Florida. That case isn't going anywhere. The one that I would be concerned about would be the D.C. January 6th case, because what you've seen with all the J6 cases in D.C. is automatic convictions. You have jury selection going on in, in D.C. for these J6ers. And the people aren't being selected. They're not being selected to be put on a jury. They're being selected to be put on a conviction committee. That's all that is. There's no chance of a fair trial in D.C. for any of the J6ers, including Donald Trump, who now finds himself as a J6er and a political prisoner, essentially. So that's the one I would say to watch out for the most. 
um, because that's where you're going to likely see that automatic conviction. So uh, I, if I was Trump's lawyers, I would have appeals ready. Um, obviously, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think he did anything wrong in terms of felony. I mean, is there a technicality process crime in there somewhere? There could be, but I don't think there's anything. They're making this huge deal. I mean, he said peacefully and patriotically, and then, of course, that's left out of the indictment. So what does that tell you? If you leave the truth out of your charging document, you know that you can't truthfully charge them. Right. And, and, and that's what, you know, that, that's just, I think, what we're going to have to deal with. We'll see what happens in 20. I'm not so sure Biden's going to be the nominee. So okay. we'll see what happens. All right. You Sean, uh, go ahead, Don. Go ahead. Right now we have the Trump uh, you know, motorcade is making its way to a New York court. And meantime, locally, Wilmington, Delaware, just outside Philadelphia, obviously, in our listing area, you have Hunter Biden pulling up to the court. So I just wonder you know, if you have some perspective on that with the Biden family, the Trump family, maybe a holiday album to cheer us all up. I don't know, Sean. <laughs> Well, um, I could tell you the the whole look. This is funny. Hunter Biden gets a motorcade. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. gets no Secret Service protection. Like you're not going to give any Secret Service protection to a Kennedy. How could what could possibly go wrong, right? Um, but uh, the whole Hunter case. I mean, they charge him with the only crime that doesn't implicate implicate Daddy, right? They charge him with. They didn't go after the tax stuff because that implicates the ten percent for the big guy issue. They didn't go after the uh, for, uh, after any of the shady business dealings, because that obviously would implicate Joe Biden. And, and I want everyone to understand, too, when Joe Biden is implicated in quid pro quos or any of these, these things involving Hunter, especially when it comes to Ukraine, it's not about covering up for Joe. It's about covering up for Obama, because you hear that Obama was the guy, you know, he obviously was the president. He was the one setting policy. But even Joe on tape with Michael Carpenter next to him and, and somebody else there, uh, and by the way, Michael Carpenter was the managing uh, director of the Penn Biden Center where classified documents were found regarding Ukraine, just in case everybody wants to say there's no evidence. There's mountains of it. You just have to look. Um, you know, Joe Biden says if you don't fire the prosecutor, Shokin, you don't get the billion dollars. They said, oh, you don't have the authority to do that. You're not the president. Biden said, well, I said call him, which means if he had called Obama, he would have said, yeah, Joe is running point on this operation. He has the authority to do Whatever he tells me to do is, is, is what I'm going to do, right? So Obama's implicated in a lot of this. Hunter Biden going in there, the DOJ trying to prosecute him to, to put forth this image of fairness is laughable. They say nobody's above the law. You've got 2 million illegal immigrants that are clearly above the law because they're illegal immigrants that are not being deported, that are, not, that, are, that are being released into our country. It's happening in Philly, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, all over the place. You're having these, these, these issues. You know, they say nobody's above the law, but in, in, in all actuality, if you're a leftist who you sticks your, you know, if you're meatball from Philadelphia, you're probably going to get off on this. You're going to get away, right? So um, it's unfortunate to see these two things happening. Hunter Biden should be in court. Donald Trump should not be in court. We're living in a police state, two-tier justice system, and hopefully it comes to an end soon. Sean, final question for the president, if you don't mind. Uh, Mr. President, I know we've had a lot of talk lately about Taylor Swift. Uh, you know, she's dating Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs, and she's a Berks County suburb of Philadelphia resident here. She's not dating the other Kelsey, which plays for the Eagles. She's dating the crooked Kelsey that works with Pfizer and Bud Light. Your thoughts on just how Taylor Swift has engulfed the National Football League? Well, Taylor Swift engulfed the National Football League like Rosie O'Donnell engulfed an old Ukraine buffet, I can tell you that. Uh, you see Taylor Swift, you know, and uh, all I can say is I wonder what song she's writing about Travis. Poor guy. He's going to be the subject of a breakup song very soon. You know, Taylor Swift, 
Taylor Swift says she's no longer in country music, but she writes about breaking up all the time. That's what they write about a lot. You know, my heart and all these things. I lost my dog. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, but uh, you see Taylor at the Jet game. You saw what happened. And the Jets, they're very upset about it because obviously Aaron Rodgers, and this is a football team that I know Woody Johnson very well. He's incredible. But J-E-T-S stands for just end the season. I can tell you that. <laughs> and when you look at this, you saw what happened. There was a pass interference call, pass interference, like election interference, but with a pass instead of an election. <laughs> and it was nonsense. It was phony, like my indictment. Sauce Gardner was very upset, and they were very – you saw what happened. The reps rigged it. It was rigged. Like the election, it was rigged. <laughs> Terrible. Lots of parallels. And it's all Taylor Swift's fault. And who does Taylor Swift support? Crooked Joe. Oh, isn't that crazy? Yes. The Democrats are always cheaters. Isn't that incredible? All right, Mr. President, I want you to get in the court. I don't want them to indict you with a, a fifth time. So have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for the time. And, Sean, thank you so much Sean. for the appearance. Woo! Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. There he is, Sean Farash, joining oh us. Why is Ron he has always SNL? been a loser. Why is he not on SNL? Well, he, I mean, because he, he well, can't look like him. That's why. Well, he's going to he's, he's gonna be on Kale and Company a wow. lot more. Yeah. Okay. That was fabulous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I figured so he would be good, but I had oh no idea. Oh, my Lord. Whew. He is awesome. That was awesome. Sean and, made my morning. And I just hit him out of the blue with the the, the Taylor. Like, and he's just yeah, he's so quick. Jets so just fun. end the season. Like he's just <laughs> Bing Bang. He's the opposite of a Democrat. Is what? Uh, <laughs> where can people find him, uh, Nick? Uh, at Sean Farash on Twitter. S H A W N underscore Farash. F A R A S H. And it. on Insta. Yes, so. yes, and he's also doing a show on uh, Rumble. I think he does it like later in the day. Uh, oh he does like a, a video. I didn't even know he's like so he's like funny. a he went to school for like radio and yes. stuff. Yeah, and then he realized there was no money in it, so he's, <laughs> he's, he's now doing appearances yeah. as Trump. He's like, look, I can make money just sitting in my house yeah. and uh, doing this, no problem. Exactly. Get him right. now before gut fell. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got John Brazier from the Phillies coming up at the bottom of the hour. But first, it's uh, 9.23, and we get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. For the past 10 years, I've been climbing the Super Club food chain mm. as planned. But you, you haven't moved at all. I'm almost at the top. It goes manager, section manager, head cashier, cashier, stalker, cleanup crew, night cleanup guy, and lastly, box boy. That's what you are. That's me. Yeah. That's why you can't come into the cashier's lounge. You know, after all this time, you think you'd understand that you're the lowest of the low. Yeah. The lowest of the low. Aren't you a box boy too, Jorge? Oh, yeah. But he's my box boy. Yeah. I'm his box boy. Your love for him concerns and confuses me. You know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Oh, once again today, the great prize is a pair of tickets to see Andrea Bocelli as he returns to the Wells Fargo Center on December 7th, 2023. Tickets on sale at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Call at 12-855-839-1210. See if we can get our winner on the other side, and then we'll talk a little Phillies with John Brazier. Phillies-Marlins, game one of the Wild Card Series tonight at Citizens Bank Park at 8 o'clock as we continue on the one-year anniversary of Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. To see them do what they did for Trey 
just solidifies our fan base as the best in the world. I love this place. Watching that day, I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it. They're able to lift up not one guy, maybe 26 guys. I think our role started with that standing ovation. You can't slow this team down. Wheels up, baby. There's this belief within ourselves that this is a team that can win the World Series. I don't think my mind is ever not on winning the World Series. All I'm thinking about is a trophy. That's all I want. That's the moment, right? Broad Street. I've said this to somebody before. If they don't understand Philadelphia, come here in October. The atmosphere of the fans in the ballpark is truly four hours of hell. And if you don't get it, then get the f*** out of Philly. Oh, if that doesn't get your blood wow. pumping for a little baseball, I don't know what does. How about that? Welcome back in, Kale and Company, here on this Tuesday morning, Nick Dawn, Greg, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. And, of course, the Phillies, Red October tonight, round two, as they try to run it back and this time finish the job as the Phillies and the Marlins, 8 o'clock, begin a three-game set uh, for the wild card with the right to play the Atlanta Braves up next. And John Brazier of the Phillies, kind enough to join us for Red October. I feel like we just did this last October. It really did, and it was good luck last year. We just need to take it to another level, uh, keep going a little further. But listening to that... Uh, Highlight reel. I mean, just uh, you think about the season and think about all the great moments, right? Mm-hmm. And and hopefully we haven't had our best moments yet. But you had instances where there was there was family members crying. You had Michael Lorenzen throwing the first, you know, throwing a no hitter uh, with his family in attendance, and and his I think it was his mom that was crying. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, the Weston Wilson who hits a home run. His dad is in the stands. He's crying. Is the guy's first at bat. He hits a home run, been in the minor leagues for years, right? And then you've got the Kirkring kid that comes up and lights out, strikes out two two guys in his first appearance. Mm-hmm. I think his family were crying. Just a, just a lot of emotional aspects. And then not even talking about some of the great comebacks. Bryce Harper had some unbelievable, dramatic home runs. Uh, we've had some other just, just magical moments. And, mm-hmm. again, hopefully we're going to have more to talk about it because uh, we're yeah. – Hopefully going to go on a good run. And not that I'm surprised. I mean, down the hall, they talked a lot about Trey Turner and the way the fans embraced him, and he yeah. came out of it. Which is a great moment. And nationally, it did not get the run that you would think, because in, in, in national stuff, when it comes to Philadelphia sports, they only talk about the fans from a negative perspective. But that, that to me, from a national perspective, is still not covered enough, because it showed you just how passionate sure. and caring. The good side. The good it, side They of always the cover the, the bad side. And Correct. There's, but there's bad sides in every city. Right. It's just whenever it happens in Philadelphia, it just gets magnified. And that is one of the great stories where, you know, again, someone who, that's not going to happen in any other city. Right. You know, the, the, the big free agent guy who's, who's struggling, and next thing you know, the crowd says, you know what, we're going to give him a, you know, a boost. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, what does he do? He responds and goes on an epic tear. And you know what? This team, if it's going to make a long run, it needs Trey Turner. It needs Trey Turner of the last month and a half, two months. And if you're going to go on a, wrong, a long run, you know as a fan you're going to want to take advantage of great promotions and specials and offers. So what what do we have lined up beginning tonight and hopefully for the next four weeks? Well, right. So today, uh, 10 o'clock, the New Era store opens. So if you want to get your... Take October, all your postseason merch. You get your hoodies and your hats and your sweatshirts and T-shirts. Uh, that, that Anybody can go in there. The store opens at 10 o'clock. Uh, if you don't have a ticket to the game, uh, or, if, or if you have a ticket to the game, at 5 o'clock we're doing our Phillies postseason block party. I know 1210 is going to be out there. 
along with some other Odyssey stations. We're going to have a Ferris wheel. We're going to have a Go-Go Gadget, the band. We're going to have a DJ. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have beer tents, uh, speed pitch, a lot of fun. Uh, if you do have tickets to the game, 538, the gate's open. Every fan's going to get a rally towel. Uh, make sure you're in your seats because it's 730. We're going to have the pregame ceremony. Just like opening day, we're going to unfurl the giant American flag with members of the military, police, fire uh, departments, and the first pitch. I can't tell you. It's a surprise, and I've been sworn to secrecy, mm-hmm. but you're going to be talking about it tomorrow. It's going to be Whoa. a very cool right, so it's, uh, not, it's, not, it's not Greg Stocker. <laughs> it's not Greg Stocker. <laughs> well, you'd be talking about it tomorrow. Well, that's true. <laughs> right. Definitely would be talking about it. What, a, it, what a beautiful night for baseball, yeah. by the way. 83 degrees The next today. three days. I, I just, uh, you couldn't ask for a better. The energy in, uh, in Citizens Bank Park tonight is going to be electric. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I t- we talked about it last year that when, when uh, Reese Hoskins hit that home run, uh, that was the first game back in since 2011. I remember being in the crowd when that when that when he hit that home run and he slammed the bat down. That was the loudest I've ever ever heard a baseball game in 30 years of wow. working for the Phillies. And then Bryce Harper almost topped that. Was you know obviously when he hit the home run to basically propel us into the World Series. Uh, I mean anybody who was in this in the stands for any of those games just knows how hard it is for an opposing team. Mm-hmm. You heard Rob Thompson right there on that promo say it's four hours of hell for the other team. Yeah. And it really is because it's our, our fans are the best. No no doubt about it. You know, we're thinking about this series and Greg and I were having a little on-air bet. Um, I, I said, give me the Phillies in three. He's taking the Phillies for the sweep. But Two, you, yeah. talk, you talk about you know tough situations and tough spots for teams coming in here. I don't know what it is and I feel like it's been going on forever. And oh, it's the postseason. It's different. But Miami was seven and six against the Phillies this year. They're, How do you explain that? They've had a weird season. Their offense is not great. You look at their numbers, and they've got some guys that have popped. Salar and Jake Berger, and you know some guys have popped. They uh, and they've had pitching. Now their top two guys are 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 out for the season: Alcantara yeah. and Perez. Uh, but they still have guys that step up. Now they've won again. Speaking of their weird season, they've won the most one-run games, thirty-three and thirteen. Yes, they're they're the most one-run games. So it's you could say that's lucky. You could say, well, you know, they're they're certainly not blowing teams out. Um, but uh, again, we, yes, and they've been a gnat in our side. They've got guys <laughs> that just are pests, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. If you remember back at the Braves, they have a lot of Mark Lemke types, right? They yes, just they do. Get under your skin. Punch and Judy hitters are <laughs> right. just annoying guys. Uh, they choke up on the bat with no batting gloves right. on. Right. So it's uh, but again, it's the playoffs. These guys haven't been to Citizen Bank Park in the playoffs, uh, and I hopefully it's a whole new game. And we're we're set up. Zach yeah. Wheeler's going tonight. We've got Nola going tomorrow, and then maybe Sanchez or Suarez going uh, Thursday if we need it. Hopefully we don't need it. Uh, hopefully we can just get right out of the gate and. Kyle Schwarber hits a Schwarber bomb and and gets well, the gets the offense rolling. Well, that's my question for you, Nick. Do you want to make it a little more interesting and pick uh, the player to hit the home run tonight? Yeah, an anytime home run tonight. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go with. Um, I'm going to go JT Real Muto. Oh, there's wow. a good one. He's been on a good roll. Uh huh. I like uh, that. Might get some good odds on that. Too. I'm doing. I'm. Going to do Schwarber. Schwarber. Yeah. Okay. Can I, I play like this it? game? Because I'm going to go yeah. Cassianis then. Wow. <laughs> My I love this. From another mother. I love Nick. Uh, leave, uh, leave your 20 spot at the door. <laughs> right. uh, there's, no, there's no gambling in baseball. Yeah. Right. A, lot, lot yeah, Knicks, a lot of good Knicks in Philadelphia right now. Yeah. you got Castellanos, Sirianni, some, some schlub Nick doing Nurse. a radio show. Nick, Nick, Nurse. Nick Nurse. Yeah, it's Nick at night. It's the right time, you know? <laughs> um Speaking of this, I get vilified for this all the time. I tweeted the video of it last night. Uh, I Callum Scott, that Tiesto, Dancing on My Own yep. remix. I didn't even remember that song from eight years ago. I, do, I mean, I, I think I heard it 
two or three times. It never really resonated. It's amazing. You put a sports team behind it. It's like um, it's like Creed. Nobody likes Creed, but yet you hear my sacrifice and you put a sports context <laughs> right, in right. it, and all of a sudden it just makes your blood pump. Right. Well, I remember when they played that song for the first time in the first postseason celebration. Um, I I didn't. I guess I wasn't watching the celebration because I didn't hear the music then, or maybe it was down low. Because I remember the next day I I said I wonder what the song. I got to hear the song. Mm-hmm. So I put the song in the car and. And it was really slow, and it was. Re- I'm like, well, this is a song they chose, right? But it, it, again, it must have been another version. It's a remix, yeah. Right, and so next thing you know, then then I see that, and I thought they had killed it uh, this year um, because that was last year, right? And then when we clinched uh, just last week, they they played that song while everyone's celebrating on the field, and obviously that came that must have been a directive from the players mm-hmm. that they want to do it up again, and I'm all for it. Yeah, if it if it gives us what we did last year, this year, then. Uh, they can play any song. No, but- I, I have no idea what you guys have planned, but I know, I think Scott, Callum Scott, the, the artist, did say that he wanted to perform mm-hmm. this live yep. uh, at the stadium. Uh, are you pleading the fifth? I'm pleading the fifth. You're pleading the fifth. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift. Pleading the fifth. Oh, yeah, can you, can you get oh. Taylor, Taylor to get Swift away? Yeah. He's Bank too Park. busy going to be in Kansas City and wherever <laughs> the Chiefs are playing. Yeah. <laughs> John, you've been doing this since 1994. I think about seeing you over the years when we were all there, 2008, 2009. I mean, every what's different this year, um, mm. South Philadelphia Phils, and what's your favorite tra- cherished tradition for you personally? Um, well, this is different in the sense that last year, you know, one, we went on a drought from 2011 to last year. So last year, and we kind of we kind of came in at the last second out of nowhere, and then we just kept going. So last year was such a fun ride because it was more of a surprise all the way through. You just, you know, everything was gravy from that point on. And then you, and then we're two games away from winning a World Series. Um, this year, it's, uh, it's, it was such a magical, emotional ride the whole time. But I felt like this year we really felt we, because based on what we did last year and knowing that we have, to me, a better lineup, uh, you take Reese out of the lineup, which is a big loss, but, you put a Trey, Trey Turner in there, and then you add in the maturation of Boehm and Stott and Marsh. Then you add in some of the newer guys and, and new additions in the bullpen. Then you get Rojas, who's been a great, one of the best defensive center fielders I've seen, I think, since Gary Maddox. Um, so our defense gets better. So I think we have a, we're better positioned based on the experience and the talent we have on the field and the way the guys are playing right now. So I'm more expecting, like, if we if we get eliminated early, I'm going to be really disappointed because my expectations are so high. Yeah, I'm going to be disappointed so too. But I don't do sports four hours a day anymore, so I have something else to talk about <laughs> right, if you guys right. do go out early. And I don't have to make up manufactured drama and get, take phone calls. <laughs> uh, but let me ask you this, because I've always loved, and you saw this last year, because this this feels like a repeat, right? It's like, Kale and Company crushed it in October. We're going to do that again here in this month of October. You guys on the World Series run. The Eagles are undefeated. And I always love seeing when the Eagles reach out to the Phillies on social media and show that kind of inner city cross organizational support. Just ha- how unique is that and how great is that when you guys are both playing? It's, it's awesome. And, and competing and, for all the and eyeballs. And this is, it's not contrived. I mean, it, there is true love for all the different teams. So. Uh, for instance, we had the Flyers taking BP just about three weeks ago, uh, interacting with the players. Our players were excited to talk to them. Uh, we had Nick Nurse throwing out the first pitch. Uh, same thing. He met Rob Thompson. It was a great moment, uh, especially Rob being from Toronto and Nick coaching in Toronto. Uh, and then you've got, uh, obviously, you look at even last year, you had Kelsey, you know, dancing with a fanatic and chugging a beer on the field. 
and one of the best moments for me is I was his handler. He came in and we started talking. I found out Jason Kelsey played lacrosse and ice hockey, of which two sports that I played. And we were talking about that, and I gave him my card. He loved my title, Director of Fun and Games, at the Eagles press conference that, that whatever, at their next game, mm-hmm. after the game. Uh, someone asked him about how did that get set up with a fanatic, and he said, well, it was this guy, John, he, he, I said he couldn't remember his last name, and all the people, the same media I deal with, yeah. they're like, Brazier, Brazier. He's like, yeah, that guy's got the best title in the world, Director of Fun and Games. <laughs> but, but you can t- just say again, that all the different players from all the different sports, they really do... Uh, get excited to yeah. hang out with each other, see each other, root for each other. That's actually so. the title of my job, the director of fun and games. <laughs> and it should be. Hey, you uh, can give yourself a raise, vice president <laughs> well, of shenanigans. Yeah. Hey, John, uh, one last thing before we have to break here. The, um, without divulging too much, uh, how's Charlie Manuel doing? Uh, Charlie's progressing. Uh, it's it's going to be a slow... I mean, he's. it looks like he's out of trouble, which is great. Uh, but he is progressing. Uh, I stay in touch with his wife, Missy. Yep, yep. Uh, and just, he's got, Charlie is, as you know, one of my all-time, any, anybody who's met Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, feel, feel, you walk out of there feeling that your best friends are Charlie. Yep. And he gives that vibe. He has no ego. Uh, one of the, and funny, I mean, com- com- and Charlie will, I tell you what, <laughs> Charlie sometimes will surprise you. I didn't, you know, I asked him a question, did you, do you speak Japanese having, lived there for so many years and he said ah, a little bit enough to get by this and that well down at fantasy camp someone asked him what what do they sing when you came up to bat in japan well next thing you know he, he breaks into a minute and a half of of a song in japanese when he had just told me <laughs> cool. that he doesn't really it's speak amazing. japanese yeah and that's charlie manually yeah. just and so god bless him i hope uh he recovers well it continues to recover well and hopefully we'll see him uh, at some point soon john yeah. great stuff good to see you again Thank all right you so thanks much. guys there, go Phils. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. You got to join me. Escape with me. You know, the last time WPHD travelers traveled to Italy, they discovered northern Italy, very different from where we're heading. We're heading south. Yes, southern Italy on a gastronomical tour of the most beautiful coastline on the globe, the Amalfi Coast. Join me. For 12 magical days in luxury with the professionals once again from conservative tours because nobody does it better seriously than conservative tours the best tour operator in all of italy my friends at conservative tours a plus rating of course with the better business bureau we're going to take the high-speed jet foil to the isle of capri 5267 that includes your airfare luxury hotels fabulous dining events We're going to be talking about this for years, and you're going to be making memories in southern Italy. So join me. Conservativetours.com is where you go. You'll see my picture. You can read all about the itinerary, all the details. Call 888-733-9494. The Abbey of Monte Cassino, Italy's best-kept secrets. Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii. And yes, we're going to see the great sites, ancient sites, in Rome before heading home after 12 luxurious, wonderful days. Join me next spring in Italy. Do it now. See you on the Isle of Capri, 888-733-9494. Live here on this Tuesday morning. Great show today. Thanks to John Brazier of the Phillies, Sean Farash, the Trump impressionist and impersonator. Big show tomorrow, Wednesday. That means Tony Bruno at 820. And then on Thursday, we will have Jason Whitlock from the Blaze at 9 o'clock. So looking forward to the next couple of days. Phillies tonight. But in about seven minutes, we have the Dawn Show. 
and we find out what Dawn has lined up at 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah, so Hunter Biden just arriving, that motorcade just pulling up moments ago to an area courtroom, Wilmington, Delaware. So we'll update you off the top, whatever we can find out and discern throughout that. And we have some important updates locally on some breaking news stories and developing stories that we want to update you on off the top. And then right at 10.05, this is one of the, the most critical elections upcoming. We're not talking enough about it. And this is Su- Supreme Court judge in Pennsylvania. And we talk about the courts and how they're unfair, the bi- unfair, the bias. And so this is uh, Car- Carolyn Carluccio is going to join me, Montgomery County. This is a critical election and everybody needs to think about it. And I hope you listen to her and uh, talk about the courts, why why it matters and why she is inspired to run in the first place. Then coming up at 11, Jennifer Stefano of the Commonwealth Foundation. So she'll take us through what's going on as far as Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, South Jersey, the region and important issues um, for all of us. So we, we've got a mix here okay. of politics candidates but also we've got some late breaking news all right sounds good and by the way too you mentioned hunter biden sean made a good point when he was not in trump mode he said how how crazy is it that hunter biden gets a motorcade rfk jr can't get secret service protection it's a great point that's wild yeah all right 954 (laughs) as we uh wrap up a tuesday with who won twitter today who won twitter usually i go the funny direction or the you know Ripping one of us. But yes. today, I'm just going to, since it's the one-year anniversary of Kale & Company, I'm going to give it to Dante. Dante wrote at 6.08 this morning, wow, one year already, congratulations. I was worried when you took over, didn't know what to expect, That, but then right out of the gate, you were great. Thank you for all the wonderful entertainment. Oh, well, that's wonderful, yeah. Dante. You, Dante. Dante wins Twitter, yes. and uh, thank you very much for that. Thank you to uh, everybody for the first year. Hopefully, year wow. two is just as good, if not better. My guess is it will be better, because I will not allow it to be anything less than that. <laughs> uh, at least, that's my goal. All right, so everybody have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is next. Phillies tonight, Woo-hoo! and we will see you tomorrow morning. Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.